Yeah. Wow. And there's be asking for you like, oh, I came, I came that latter so like, because you know the 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 big famous TikTok mm-hmm. gal, Demilio, something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she, she follows the Kool Aid bitch. Yeah, no, all of them. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you wow, know. dog. But, but that that's large though. It's because like okay, that's yeah. my thing now when it comes to us and uh, what we do as Bahamians. Because it's like, but if you think about it, you here right now in the Bahamas doing this thing, and you had people like Fergie them coming to the Bahamas to see you. Wait, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know, actually we ain't even had no crazy intro like I normally do. That's a cool picture right there. <laughs> so, I mean, you all know what it is. Actually, let me put my phone on. But you know, don't ask me no how to come, bro. So, put my phone on silent. Um, so, we here, another place, another time, another legendary guest. We got Stop the usual that. suspects in the back in the building. We have, introduce yourself, sir. It's me, it's me, it's PG13, aka PG, aka PG Giovanni, aka your favorite non bay, aka hidden in plain sight, aka too many AKAs on the mic. <laughs> that bad. And then, uh, that bad. <laughs> we have a return of the world's greatest entertainer. He needs no other introduction. You all in the front of the camera, uh, bro. <laughs> that's a cool intro. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, get ready. Cross your arms, your legs, your fingers, and your butt cheeks. Who it is? Bang, bang, do today. Kool-Aid. Hashtag banana. Fantastic. Wow. Say <laughs> cross your butt cheeks. And then, wow. you know, the usual host, the TV and the GOAT, the niggas of Nassau, St. Anton Alexander, Lord Jalen Willett. Welcome you to another Everything Cool. Yeah, we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. The tourists come over to chill on the beach But they don't come over the hill where we sleep We got nightmares and they got fantasies No sanity, it's just insanity My mommy hoping nothing happens to me And then, on the right of me, across the Everything Cool, across the two mushrooms and the Everything Cool bottle You see This is all a bottle. No, this is light up. Oh, you lie. This is light up. Shout out to Recycle Glass. Um, The Everything Cool Boy, right across from that. We have the young legend, the young king. Respect. He's a Bahamian. And what his first name is, even though I found out that was in your whole first name. But <laughs> introduce yourself, sir. Trey, Bahamian Trey. The, legend- the, the legendary Bahamian Trey. Respect. Grayson, everything cool. The young phenom. Actually, but let me tell you what surprised me the other day or last year. Like, you only like 22, right? 21. Wow. And I didn't know about him from like six, seven years. <laughs> like, like, That's crazy. I was That's like, crazy. but you feel like you older than that. But let's get into it. So, well, before we start, Bahamian Trey, 
Mm-hmm. We have a segment on the show called the Bahamian word, phrase, or saying of the day. Yeah, I know, but that I know, but that. <laughs> <laughs> loyal, loyal follow. I so, didn't tell you, bro. Like, trust <laughs> me, this, this is like a real, very fun experience for me right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, since you didn't know how I go, go mm-hmm. ahead. What? The Bahamian word? Yeah, yes. What's the Bahamian word, phrase, or saying? Uh, my Bahamian for the day? Just for the day? Well, today, this mm-hmm. week, this month. 2021, 2022, 2020. Hmm. Whatever your fixation is. Tingham. Did we have Tingham yet? I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember. Okay, so the Bayman word of the day is Tingham. Tingham in a bush ain't got no name. Actually, that's one of Kool-Aid favorite phrases too. Uh, uh, But um, tell us what that means. Tell the international audience what that means. What is Tingham? Tingham... Tingham, I guess, for what a lot of people would, I guess, you could compare it to the saying, whatchamacallit, however you use that in a context is how you could use Tingham. Tingham is like a, like, it's just, it's, nobody knows what it means, but right, it's provocative. No. Right, nothing <laughs> no, specified. But for real though, it's like a word that, it's like a, I guess, that word that you just plug in. Like, it's um, a filler um, word, um, right? Um, yeah, like, <laughs> hold on, um, what do Tingham. Tingham, uh, tingham the, right. The, the, this gal or this, this, this ting. It's what, ting. What does, what does, uh, that tingham over there. Any random thing, right. Yeah, Any yeah, random thing. It's just that, that fill. Right. fill. That fill. All right. So let's, let's just cut to the chase. So tell mm. us, I feel like you, I have a theory. What's I feel like you get Bahamian Trey from Trinidad Jams. That's crazy. That's crazy. That, that, that's, that's a very interesting theory. Mm. That's a very interesting theory. But so, but, that, but tell us the history behind, like, you coming up, you going, you coming up with the name Bahamian Trey and how you started in music. Uh, Bahamian Trey, a lot of people don't know, start, at least, the, the, I, I wouldn't want to say that you're not a loyal fan if you don't know this, but I can definitely say, oh, you've been following for a while if you remember this, but the Bahamian Trey name started when I used to do vines. Everybody know the, remember the app vine. Yeah, that's why I say Trinidad James, because Trinidad James basically bust on the scene around a time vine. Yeah, Yeah, that was like 2014. Yeah, No, actually 2012, 2013. That's when he was? Yeah, because I remember when I went to school in Atlanta, that's Mm -hmm. when all gold, everything to just like blow up. Yeah, but <laughs> so, it was like around, let's say like 2013, 2014 for real when I yeah. started to do like the Vine thing. But here, my whole reason for using the name Bahamian Trey was because like if you, I, I deleted a lot of the Vines. I, I now look back and wish I didn't, but it a lot of the things that I used to do on Vine used to be Bahamian oriented videos type wise. So I, I did this one video one time ago like, where I was impersonating, you know, the lady that does the sign language on ZNS. Yeah. 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 Like I was doing like, <laughs> video, like type vibe on that and there would be other different things. Or like it, it would be between, you know, little international kind of type, you know, jokes while also implementing like a Bahamian vibe in the jokes. And uh, it just became a, it just became a thing. Like the name, Bahamian Trey became a thing on Vine. And then I started to do music, but my Facebook name still was Trey Davis. Mm. Like I still had my name as Trey Davis or whatever. And after I started to do music, I just I just said, you know what? Bahamian Trey is a really great name. I, I should use that. I should just have that as my artist name. But the whole music thing started when it's like I, I did poetry first. 
in school, that's where that interest came from in school, like writing, doing poetry, little, you know, get off things like that. But it was the rap. Bo- I don't know if you ever been to school and rap battle or saw dudes bottle it, bo- bottle rapping or whatever. I did. I did that more in college. Like me and my roommates used to be like session on the creek. And you- we used to have a TV just like this and like just throw on beats and just sitting in the living room, just rapping for y'all hours. Did, y'all ain't never do that in high school, though? Um, I probably never did it, but yeah. Bro, I mean... I know, PG, y'all used to try to rap in high school? No, I never used to have no rap battles in high school. We had like a, a rap lyrics book, basically, mm-hmm. where we used to write down rap lyrics, but we never used to battle each other. That's you know? crazy, because hey. in junior <laughs> school, like, like that was a thing, but... And I think maybe just because our school is really... We, we respect music a lot. Like, our school, we had choirs and... Did like the music programs, you know, we didn't participate much in like all, national arts and huh? This was all like Charles W. Sanders. Yes. Okay. Yes, like Charles W. Sanders, a lot of people will tell you we know him for softball and we we always got quiet. We always like around right. that, you know, Baptist, that's how it is. Yeah. Music oriented type right. thing. So but in class, <laughs> rap battling <laughs> was like a thing. Like dudes would and it wouldn't even have to be nothing long, you know. Like, but this would this is really how dudes would settle their disputes. Like if they felt wow. a certain kind of way. <laughs> they would rap against each other and it's so right. crazy though okay. that very few of us used to try to rap against each other sounding like Americans like you know if you if you start to say or oh, I can rap something against you a dude with just immediately take, take on this American take accent take on this American <laughs> accent but dudes used to just really get sloppy with you bro like oh I'll be talking but Sh- there's something sh- whatever they saying but in their dialect and they roasting you and mm-hmm. the class just used to go crazy even sometimes the teachers used to even go crazy like just being like like laughing they didn't <laughs> want to laugh yeah. but they but they, they just used to be so engulfed in it that we just used to do this and then the older kids because at this time now we're talking about we in like grade 7 grade 8 the mm. older kids started to get familiar with the ones who used to be doing it and shout out to um, Rico if you ever see this video uh, Rico okay. he would have been one that Used to come around the school looking for us. All oh, by rap. This the little boy who's rap or oh, rap something. Mm. And this was even before I created a song. This just was wow. where we used to be getting off in school. And then the first song I ever wrote was Mugger Like Me. Mm. December to, well, it was around December in 2014. So I would have been 14 around that time. And it was wow. based on a true story. <laughs> and it, I, yeah. I recorded the song in January. Right. right before my birthday. So I would have still been mm. 14 at the time when the song was January. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Aquarius stuff. Hey, it's Aquarius right? time too. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> All day, water hey. <laughs> no, but let, I just want to pause right there because mm. I thought when, okay, like during this time where I was in my life, I was basically in Atlanta. This was like when Future was just blowing up. I was mm-hmm. seeing like Rich Homie and Young Thug all. Like I'd walk down the street or go somewhere. And you like, would see it. See them. Growing up as a wearing the music you hear and they'll come up with the first time as the soundtrack of the city. Mm-hmm. So I'm hearing this and being around this and like being in classes with people who A&Rs at these labels and things like that. So like when they come across Mugger like me, I was like, boy. That's the next evolution because it's like y'all rapping, but y'all keeping the same behaving cadence mm-hmm. and dialect. And I was like, this is a refreshing thing. Mm-hmm. But um, 
So Mugger Like Me, which is a classic Bahamian song. Would yeah. you consider that being a classic Bahamian song? I, 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 would, I would give that to the people. And I, I honestly would say that I've seen a lot of people say that. So, you know, it's whatever the people say. Because it's almost like Mugger Like Me is almost like a Sweet Emily song or like, yeah. you know, for before more for the newer generation, even right. like, like it was classic. Like, I think Mugger Like Me was like the first version of Part and I, which blew up like two years ago. Motto. Like, because it's like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a continuation of what you started. And then it's like, but it's Bahamian. They, they talking in Bahamian. Yeah. yeah, over whatever people we already know. But this had it in the actual original song. So, Dog. you know. I but I ain't gonna lie, like I think like, about it and hear people talk about it at times, and I just uh, won't cry, bro. Because guess what? I didn't think when I was fourteen years old that I'd be looking back years from now, and people still approaching me as if this song is brand new, and they just expressing to me how they feel and expressing to me the joy that they feel whenever this song come on, or being like, "Boy, dog, this is a classic," and it's like, "Boy, that's how you really feel, Jed." Like, muddle that 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 just is be a really shocking and amazing thing to realize, like just yeah. straight up. So. Yeah, Dad. No, because it's like, okay, so because who I can't even. I just probably just came across it randomly. Mm-hmm. Like was like you can't mug like me, you can't even mug on the like. Yeah. I was like, all right. So I was like this, Vibes. like this dread, and then I hear people like remix it. Yeah, over time, they, put it on different beats and things yeah, like that. Big show. Like, so the DJ Palmer, he did like a like a nice remix to that, like crazy, crazy, and yeah. now, even now was playing on the radio. Yeah, it's still playing because they'll just take your vocals and then put it on whatever beat. Yeah, and like you know, you have grown people mm-hmm. who like. Bro, I yeah. saw, I've seen grandmothers dance that are like old wow. to babies who can't, who barely talking properly singing that song, like. I've heard even stories like just young children seeing videos like it just is be amazing, bro. Mm. But you know what's so crazy? A lot of people might think that Mugger Like Me was the first existence of, you know, Bahamian rap in the dialect, like in its full dialect form or whatever. But even before Papa Smurf, there was a vibe like that. And big yeah. shouts out to the group. A lot of people might not know the history, but it's this group that um, was called Mabaydam. It, uh... It it stemmed from the original name, which was RPS. Um, I think it I think it stood for Red Poet Society. And these dudes, same thing that you just explained, bro. Pure dialect, nothing nothing shaved down, and and they had this hit, bro, that you know shook the entire country. That they call overseas, bro. And when I tell you, I can let you hear it after we then finish this or yeah. whatever, because it on YouTube. I, I remember, but the this name. is from the nineties, bro. Okay, this is from the nineties mm-hmm. and. Like, like anybody who would tell you who came from that era who or who was like, you know, into the scene in that era, they'd tell you, bro, that shook the country. And there are so many things that, you know, Mabaydam did or whatever like that. But the group at some point dismantled, but it started there mm. with the whole rapping and dialect thing. But they kicked it off and then Papa Smurf carried it forward. A lot of others, you know, carried it forward as well. But, you know, they they're them too. Mabaydam and then Papa Smurf were ones who really, you know, was serious about that. And then shout out to a dude named uh, D-Angel. He was also another one who was really like about the dialect. Like straight up, how I talk in now is how I talk in with an instrumental behind me. Like, mm. And yeah, but it started there. And, and real, it, I, it, feel, I feel like y'all had like a somewhat small movement because like around after you was like Father Fred and... 
by many others. You know what's crazy? It wasn't yeah. even like after, you know. It was like all around the same time. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you know. It was basically all around the same time because I'll be honest, a, a lot of people don't like to give people their flowers, but big shouts out to Father Fertile. A lot yeah. of people um, remember the song, I don't like mine. No, no, I don't like mine. Like, <laughs> I, no jokes, right? This dude was like, I mean, I wouldn't, Actually, I would say, but he would he would be like, I guess you you can say almost like the soldier boy type of way with the industry because in like while we was young in junior school, just coming out of primary school, this dude was recording these like super low quality videos, getting off in his front room, recording music in his dialect. And we as young people now eating this up and going to school, singing this song and becoming yeah. fans of this dude. Let me and, get a little squeeze. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, Fado nope. Fertile was one who can also be, you know, you have to definitely uh -huh. say that Fado Fertile was one that also carried that forward. Uh -huh. And, you know, Spicy and Fred and Murray. I love Spicy. Spicy Fred and Murray, all of yeah. them was doing their thing around that same time too. I would have been one that might have, you could say, like came after them. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it was all like a, like you say, like an evolution around the same time that we were all almost like moving on this one accord. That all right, we just mm -hmm. doing this thing. So how you felt like being like a local teenage superstar? Here's how it was. A lot of people mm -hmm. don't know, right? But before I became, I guess you could say, known. I didn't have that much friends. So it's like mm -hmm. after becoming known, it was like a shock. Babe. Like I'll never, I'll always use this story, right? I remember this one time I went to a QC dance and this was the first time I realized like, yeah, but like it ain't the same no more. I roll up on this gal, right? And I was like, oh, what you saying, man? <laughs> but, <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, what you saying, man? Da, 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 da. Like trying to, trying to mock or whatever. Right. And I was like, oh, well, my name is Trey. Da, 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 da. She was like, I know. I was like, <laughs> I was like, how do you, how, like for a quick second, I was like, how you know way? Like I was so confused. I was like, how yeah. you know way is? But then I stopped and I was like, but you, yeah. <laughs> you doing like, like you, you online, bro. Like you put right. yourself out there. And yeah. then it started to become this thing where, but I remember, I, I remember I used to wake up with my phone with thousands of messages, used to be in a bunch of group chats, feeling like I had so much friends. And it was like, it was like, all of it just was like, whoa, you know what I mean? Going to pot and like, and my mind, you now, like I told y'all, Muggle is a true story. Mm -hmm. And it was at that party. I don't know if you remember this party that was at the bowling alley that the name Hollow Tween in about 2014. Bro, I was, I was in it, bro. That story happened at that same party and it was around that era where I just started to get into the, oh, I go into mm -hmm. this little dance and this, that, and the next. And when my career started, of course, you know, performances started more, concerts and all these different things, traveling. It was like, mm -hmm. it was such a great experience, bro. Being able to say that, dog. I remember at the Island Luck Big Bang, mm -hmm. thousands of people, bro. It was in the middle of that that, 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 that ground by where the National Stadium was and we was on that stage and we was, you know what I mean? Right. And I just, like, I, I do that again so much times more, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, because nice. it's, it's just, it just was like a great experience. But as it related to being known, it was like a, hmm, I had to become more mature quickly. very quickly. Yeah. Because, <laughs> but there was, it, like, I could tell you right now, I could sit here and think about how much times 
I experienced this loyalty out of people where it just was like, wow, I never expected these friends. Exactly. I never expected these friends to act like that with me. But it was something that I had to go through and realize at 15, 16, that, all right, these friends who you were around, yeah, you joking around, hanging with them now. But there's something that you're going to learn about the same clique of friends who you with or learn about these gals who throwing themselves at you. And uh, like, you can learn about. (laughs) 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 But for real. I'm in big church in there. Dog, it was was a crazy experience just being Uh, able to understand all of that and learning how to communicate. Because also, too, this was the beginning of my dating stage, too. But so I was asking myself, like, Wait, would it be so that I'd ever be able to come across a gal who can love a tray you and not behave in tray? Because mm, if you if you come into if you if you like if you because <laughs> if you being introduced like if, if a gal roll up on me right now, unless she from another country and she's never heard or seen of anything that I do. But the thing about it is... That's the first impression. I mean, if you fuck any behemoth, she don't have the lesson to say you live in the Bahamas, she could be in the U.S., um, Canada, or Europe. If she, if you say I Bahamian, and she's Bahamian, like you know. But then it's like this, but so within the diaspora. Yeah, basically. but it's like okay. Imagine if I was a part of a like a bas- a basketball league here in the Bahamas. It might not mm. be famous around the world, but let's say I'm doing something and I'm. I'm a prominent person in society. Yeah, yeah. Even a random person outside of that diaspora, when they get to know that, oh, he's important, they yeah. are now going to treat you differently. So I started mm-hmm. to still ask myself, like, wait, will I ever be treated for who I am and for who, like, will you ever genuinely just give me that love and appreciation? Seriously. I started to think about these things when I was 15 or 16 because I was realizing that a lot of these relationships that I was in was of no substance. Like, and and you would wonder, <laughs> and you would, and you would wonder why. Well, what the sixteen, seventeen year old boy doing, looking for substance? But that's uh, I go back now to say that hey, but my my I, things was moving fast for me. I was, mm-hmm. I mean, still am making my own money. But while in high school, making my own money, uh. like being becoming a prominent person in society, doing things for myself or whatever. So it's like, I there was more that I wanted. There, there, there was more. My mind and my mindset or mentality was more than what was just, okay, we together. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and there were certain guys who just... So, just <laughs> right. not to interject, Along but we got to get into them. Because what really sort of be like, wait, this place is the future? When I saw um, Gone. Gone? Yeah. And wow. I was like, I see him at Charles W. Sanders. And that's like, <laughs> my boy picked the, the ter- um, stereotypical light-skinned mango head. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jack. Yeah, no, for real. It was like, bro, you know, I anybody who, grew, any behemoth male, you grew up in the Mamas, you know it was always a fine, light-skinned mango head guy. He was triple for the... So that, that, like, I was like, he have to not stare at my boy, you know, in a rap game. So I was like, but I know this girl head was big right up. Like, oh, he chose <laughs> Loving <me."> it. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's crazy because I, I, I mean, I, not to discredit in no kind of way to her or nothing like that, but it was uh, Charlie Brown who to choose her for the mm. video. Because I remember, like, they did just come on the campus and they was like, yeah, huh. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, like she was just around or whatever. And they, it was like, 
Yeah. Dots. Or okay. whatever. Because, I mean, she has like, I don't know if y'all ever noticed, like she has, I, I think her eyes has changed color. Like she's so, everything Where about. Where is she even now? She, uh, I believe she lives on the island. Okay. But she's still doing a thing, like you All know. Right. Of course, nice. everybody just doing their thing, trying to survive and mm. keep moving forward. But we still cool and everything. But yeah, mm. but that, that video, <laughs> I, always, I always just be like, yeah. But of course, you know, after that, everybody was like, oh, y'all two is going, oh, yeah, y'all two is yeah, yeah. But it didn't happen, Jack. Yeah, but like, the, the quick fun fact, right? Um, I was actually like when I was working at a particular agency. Mm. We all we wanted to use that track for our advertising, and mm. then we had actually had a meeting with Charlie Brown about it. But it, the client didn't end up going through with it. So that's when, like, 2017, like it came by because the art director was like, "Yo, I looking for a vibe like this." Motto. So he wanted Charlie to recreate like that. Mm. Vibe, like, yeah, I want gone, but it's like that same vibe that dun dun dun, and then with yeah. the whistles and stuff like that. Dun, 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 so and really, that's how baby music is today like we got away from trying to imitate like R&B or whatever then like mm-hmm. like we can make our sort of musical elements mm-hmm. sort of pop mm-hmm. so it was like you know gone is I would always point to that as a good example of yeah this this is comprised of feel behemoth but it still feel modern at the same time too, yeah right? but so, Charlie Charlie Brown is the one who produced that and yeah. like, he is so talented when it comes to production bro and yeah, he, he that's put, why I like he put his foot in that yeah that I like Spicy um, song what he had the gal with the green hair I can't remember what the name uh, Susie yeah Su- wait Susie Bard yeah, so bad, yeah. Bad, you know, I was like, Charlie was on the production too. Yeah, I like his production. So, like, creating um, Gone and Bahamian Story, mm. like, so you okay now you have a couple of singles now. So, and then I guess this around the same time you decide to exit. So, tell us about like the process of making those songs and then that process, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, Let's start first with the Sang with Exile. That actually happened because remember I said I wrote Muggle in December, mm. released it in January, and here's what happened. So after the song was released, it released on January 12, 2015. And at that time, I would have been 14. And as soon as I put that out on Facebook, like in the matter of days, in the matter of weeks, like everybody around the school didn't know it. Everybody around the other schools didn't know it. And fast forward two weeks later, it was our sports day. Mm. And one of my, my science teacher, big shouts out to Mr. Sterling, right? This mm. dude wanted me to wait, perform. wait, wait. He 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 short man wears glasses. Is he bald? Yeah. Well, he should be bald now. Big. He's kind of big. I know. I wonder Sorry, if that's Mr. the same. Sterling. I don't Mr. mean it in no kind of way. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I try to figure yeah. out Mr. Sterling. I, um. Yeah. I. I. You trying to figure out if you talk no, about no, the same? No, no, no. I've been going with just the right. Yeah, right. But um, yeah. that. Might be the same Mrs. Sterling if he's mm. taught at Charles of Sanders, but yeah. Um, he wanted me to perform the song at Sports Day and shouts out to my boy Michael because I was like telling him, I was like, Wait, dog, I ain't think I can do it, dog. I'm gonna go in the front of these teachers talking about big boom and all this. <laughs> <laughs> like I was afraid to do that and Hello, also- Miller was still the principal at, at that time. You, you know what, Mr. Miller, boy? What you look check him out? Stop that, stop that. Shout out to Mr. Miller, boy. I uh, think he had already <laughs> left, though. I, okay. I I believe me. Because I was like, I ain't you know, sure. Because Miller's baked pasta at my whole church. My and uh, he'd have been it, like, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't think he was, I don't think, 
Now that you make me think about it, I don't yeah. think. I think he did um already leave. But okay. yeah, I, I was like, but I'm gonna do this dog. Mm-hmm. And he was like, but just do it, dog. Don't worry, but just go do it. And that 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 gave me the push, that gave me the motivation to do it. And I go on to the DJ. I remember him not having the bomb bomb rhythm instrumental because none of this was planned. But oh. here's what I knew though. Um, if you listen to it, if you listen to the whole rhythm, there's a song on the rhythm called Murder She Wrote, and there's a song called Bomb Bomb. Yeah. The Murder She Wrote is I told you about this girl, her name is Maxine. Yep. And then the Bomb Bomb is the song where he sang ah ah ah. And in the Bomb Bomb song, it has a loop in the beginning that goes for like must see like eight bars. So I tell him, "Hey, just loop this, right? And just play it." And he played the instrumental. I got the mic and then I started to perform. Look, look at him. <laughs> Elements of early hip hop. Mom, that's You'll take y'all from the Bronx or something. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. That's you crazy. take the break and be like, yeah, let me just go over that's like, it. It was, really the, it it was that right, type yeah. of vibe. And only because true, I, I show yeah. everybody in here experiment with virtual DJ before. Yeah, yeah right. That's the only reason why I was like, wait, do this, do that. Because yeah. experiment, I did say, yeah, but try that. But yeah, after that, I performed the song and one of the students re- was recording me while I record, um, do, um, did the song. And but while I was performing, everybody was tripping notes, singing along, da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. But my former manager ended up seeing that video. Shout out to Reality. He saw the video and he hit me up and he was like, yo, we doing this thing called Exile Media and we want you to be a part of it. And we, I want to have a meeting with you to talk to you about it. Um, and I wanna, we want to put you under this artist development contract. And I was like, on track, like I like 14 year old, you know, I just like play what? Like sign, what? Like motto. And we had the meeting, we talk, I got to speak with Charlie Brown, I got to speak to reality, and we, you know, we reason, we un- I got to understand things better. And it's so crazy because around that time when I was considering signing, I, I didn't there was a lot going on in my life at that time, but my aunt had just passed away. We had to just move out of our house. All sorts of different things. And I just was like, but I don't think I could do this or whatever like that. Because every after the first meeting, we were supposed to meet up again. And every time that I was supposed to, something ended up calling it off. So I, I was like, mother sick, these dudes probably feel like I joking. My life care and all that. My, I was just like, dog, I can't do it, dog. It's a lot going on right now. And they was like, bro, just trust me. Once you listen to us and once you, you know, follow our guidance, we could do great things together or whatever. And I was like, you know what? Let's ride. So I got the um one of um a lawyer to look at the contract I, and he trans you know translated back to me. I started to understand the th- stuff about the contract and I was like, okay, I cool with it. My parents they was cool with it, so you know signed. And then after that, we you know I recorded Muggle over because a Muggle's re- original recording was with a Samsung Y, bro. So <laughs> yeah, you could practically call that a voice note like yeah. type Y, but. After that, we re-record Muggle. And after that, that was the audio that went on to the radio. And since that came on the radio, everything changed. And but Muggle came out on the radio, I think, July, June. that Like that same year, that same summer. And mm. later that year, I think, no, right after Muggle, we did Gone. And Gone was Masina in like September, October. How we ended up doing it by the school. And then right after Gone was don't go by Gaza, the guys go by you, the Yemen story. And how Gone came up, um, Charlie came with the whole idea. He already had the beat, he already had the concept. We just we just had to put it and mesh it all together to, you know, the lyrics and everything like that. And we did the track. 
came out amazing. And then how, <laughs> let me tell you how Bahamian story came about. Me, Spicy Fred, at this point now, I was the first artist who got signed to Exile Media. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it was Fred and Spicy who got signed. Mm -hmm. And at this point now, we vibing together. We, you know, we, we creating. And we was in the studio one night and these dudes, because I was, and I don't mean, I don't mind saying this at all, but because I was the youngest, I used to get picked on a lot. They would, whenever it's a get off or whatever, yeah, they'd get off. Cool. Exactly, natural. Cool. They'd get right. off on me a lot or whatever. And I was the type of, the, the type of dude who would get mad easily. Like I, I just, I never did like it because I was bullied growing up. So I don't like it. Mm. But they was getting off on me while we was in the studio. And I just I was like, you know what? But if you catch y'all, it was like, I go on to my own little corner and I just right. remember taking out my phone, listening to an instrumental. And I had, I, I just wrote, don't go by God, like right there in the studio. And I was like, you know what? I got a song. Y'all will be playing around. Nice. I got to do, I, I got this. I got to write this. And I, you know, I wrote it. I let reality hear it. And he was like, wait, we got to record this. And then right. we all, you know, worked on the song together. Cause if you, Listen in the beginning. That's Fred saying, but you was scared of mine. You ain't telling one of them stories in a while. And then Spicy come, baby, you talk, you know, but you know, mm -hmm. you know, so we all worked on that song together. And then Charlie throwing some vocals in there too. And that was Don't Go Big Outs, which was also a true story, but I get a little <laughs> fabricated or whatever. But mm -hmm. it was the whole going by, I did go by a gal house, did almost get catched, did at the dip out so yeah mm. it was a whole story on that concept which i'm sure a lot of people might have gone through like you know <laughs> some people could relate house. Right. i did go jump ship or whatever but yeah that was a story yeah. and that's when that came out all right so let's take a quick commercial break yeah <laughs> oh, i didn't even know he's doing commercial break yeah. yeah yeah we're trying to get some sponsors lie lie <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back with everything cool hi this is your favorite zaddy, Lord Jalen Willard from Everything Cool. And this episode is sponsored by uh, Nobody. If you would like to sponsor an episode of Everything Cool, feel free to email us at theoriginalpeoplenetwork at gmail.com. Or you can slide in our DMs on Instagram at the Original People Network or on Facebook, the Original People Network. Now back to your scheduled programming. Oh, and we're back <laughs> and we're back <laughs> you know we always have interesting breaks I always say that and y'all never know what you know so let's focus on like your music style and I sort of compare it to well you know it's a debate going on now whether um, Jamaicans created hip hop or yeah, yeah so there's different things and then also you know it's a new phenomenon where in Trinidad they adopted like dance or elements. Yeah, that's and things I, like that. I so see. I would say what you do and many other young Bahamian artists do is like variations of those things to where it's like you all sort of toasting, rapping, but in Bahamian dialect over like but and that's, sound and beat. That, that's the thing about it, Dread, because mm -hmm. what we doing right now is it's going to it's going to have the it's concrete like name and it's going to be established as something you know that has something that we'll all be able to agree upon but it's notice that you had a kind of a hard time trying to explain what it's like because it's so unique bro like it is you like if you think about like let's think about pod night don't don't don't, don't pod night yeah but yeah but yeah but like like this dude 
have a flow and have a vibe on this. Yeah. Let me pass, let me true, let me slide. Like it ain't just rapping, it ain't toasting. It is more than that, baby, because mm. we using our language, we using our dialect, and it don't even matter what kind of instrumental it is because mm. toasting is toasting because mm. it's on like a reggae kind yeah, of beat. Ska. You see, mm-hmm. you yeah, see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Rapping is rapping because of the boom, the cock and the, all, yeah, yeah. all the whatever kind of sound it has. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. But what we doing here is just something that's totally different. And I think that it's going to have its own established thing soon. I can't make it seem like it's not influenced from other things because of course we consume music too. Yeah. And like, it's just different, but I wouldn't consider it toasting. I wouldn't consider it rapping. It's just music. Mm. You know what I mean? It's music. That's what, that's all I could say about it right now. PG had a question. Right. Yeah. yeah from last segment, um, going back to the last segment, what, made you choose the bomb bomb rhythm i am like very very heavily influenced by like old school reggae and dance or like i just love it but and i think that's that's from just having my older cousins or like just even like my older brother like just playing these music around me like i Mm -hmm. i grew up in an era that i would say was so awesome like because Y'all might, y'all might laugh at this or whatever, but I was born in 2000, right? Mm-hmm. Now, as a young child growing up from, let's say, between the ages from, you know, months old to like age five, that was from, from 2000 to 2005. Mm-hmm. Bro, can you, if I was to sit here and tell you all the music that came out between that time, bro, like some of the greatest songs came out during that era. Sizzler, Sean Paul, Alicia Keys. All sorts of different. I mean, I can be debated, bro. Debated, <laughs> yeah, bro. So you could say the nineties. You you got I, born after. I will sit down. What some people would quote unquote yeah. is the golden era for hip hop and dance. Yeah, yeah. But that's and on then, the yeah. that's on the cusp of but, the greatness yeah. and then for and, real. And then you it's could still debate where the disco and all these things in eighty seven. Because like you say, right after two thousand five is when it's starting to fall off. On yeah, because you got ringtone and music. Yeah, but bro. But he's still in there, right? Yeah. He still is in there. But from you could have a whole rhythm on the billboard, I feel like that's crazy. So I don't know. True. I don't know if you ever had a whole rhythm on a billboard. Like, bro, remember, get busy, no letting go. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Yeah, all them was on the billboard. Yeah, and besides yeah. the fact that they was on the billboard, born as a sufferer, grew yeah. up as a sufferer. These Bounty. was ghetto Hits, bro. Yeah. These wasn't no jokey songs on the road. And then yeah. don't forget all the type of culture rhythms that came out during this yeah, time. But I'm culture, just saying yeah. all of that to say that, bro, this was the, this was the, maybe if you jump inside the car as a young child, this is the song that you might hear. Like these yeah. are the kind of music that you was growing up hearing. So either it was the songs of that time or the ones that were before, which mm-hmm. would have been maybe the joyride rhythm or the bomb bomb rhythm and or the stress rhythm. Like, or, or the, like you know, these are mm-hmm. the kind of things that I was hearing a lot. And then the area where I grew up in too, uh, around, I used to live on Springfield Road. My neighbors like, bro, they used to have parties so much. So it's like, I, if, even with songs that I didn't know, like I end up having to learn these songs just just off of being in that area. Yeah, yeah, so I think, yeah, but like just mm-hmm. just that vibe of old school reggae just captivated me. And at first, you know what beat I wanted to do Muggle on when mm-hmm. I was get, when I was actually during the writing process. I wanted mm-hmm. it to be on the Ayas and Ice, the 
I was actually looking for that instrumental, but that instrumental, I believe, still ain't on YouTube. So when I didn't find that, I just was looking and looking and looking, and I find the some things just don't be on YouTube for real. It's be weird, but it's be craving some random. Be like, bro, why this? Yeah, I feel it. Like for example, you know, for a very long time that since she jump on me talking, she jump up back. That wasn't yeah. on YouTube for a very long time, and as yeah. soon as it did, that's when you hear more say, say, last year, say. So I was right. like, what a sec, nigga. As soon as this <laughs> instrumental yeah. drop, he take that. But right. yeah, but as soon as I find that bam bam rhythm, it just that that was like the perfect, mm-hmm. just the perfect vibe. Uh, and I, oh. that's interesting that you said the whole Zessin thing because that's ba- he basically um Trinidad is Trinidad. <laughs> Killer, I think. Trinidad Killer. Because Ghost made um, Gunman and Shield. He was. No, I think Trinidad Ghost made Gunman and Shield. Yeah, Trinidad. Yeah, so it was Killer. Like, he basically did the same thing that you did. In what aspect? Like, like he took the like Ritter and Uriad yeah, and put a loose yeah, on it. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, that's all it But I ain't gonna lie. I, what you see, I even stuff. felt like, <laughs> like, bro, I used to be having the, these, like, conspiracy theories in my head. And I used to be like, boy, I wonder if this song went further than I think it did. Boy, because even <laughs> around the time when Muggle came out, I think that same year Rihanna did a performance at the BET Awards. And she did use the Bomb Bomb Rhythm. I was like, boy. No, <laughs> listen to me. Hold on. No. <laughs> I was like, like, I guess I'm freaking listen out. That was just me feeling though. myself. Listen. No, 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 no. no. I think that's you feeling. You know what's so weird about that, right? Uh, I remember when, like, a couple years back, I just started to, to do. Um, I was doing like a solo podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So I started making these solo podcasts, and I used to call myself Hidden in Plain Sight. That mm-hmm. was one of the AKAs I call out earlier in the show. Yeah. And I call myself Hidden in Plain Sight, right? I tell you no lies. All of my favorite YouTube videos that I was watching, all my favorite YouTubers, they would have had the phrase hidden in plain sight in their upcoming episodes. And I was like, there's no way that my yeah. name reaching me. I understand where you're coming from. Because <laughs> I'm like, there's no way, right? But at the same time, I was like, but why this just, like, why now this coming up? Mm-hmm. So I get, I totally get where you're coming from. I have yeah. a second question though, if I get. No, go ahead. Right. Second question, right? So I know you're saying everything is like moving fast during the time when you first made, mm-hmm. um, you know, the song was on the bomber room and all that stuff, right? You felt any pressure to follow up after you made your first hit and then, you know, you did Gone and all that stuff. You felt any pressure where you had to make the video and then you had to go and make another song or anything like that or you just, just like chilling like, yeah, but I could follow this up like this kind. That's a good question because I could say for sure, I thought, thinking about it right now, I realized that there was no pressure from the label. I didn't get no pressure from them to say, oh, now nah, you got to make another one. Like, it wasn't like that kind of thing. And... Personally, I feel like no, there wasn't no pressure, not on no cockiness and not on no ego type vibe, but because we were young and we was having fun. So it's like because there were no pressure, if it ain't no pressure coming from the label, ain't no pressure necessarily coming from the fans because it's something that's fairly new. It just was like, okay, let's see what these dudes have next. So it was like, but we just used to be going to the studio, getting ready to create and like, I, you had a story of how Bahamian story came through. I wouldn't say that it was an accident, but, but it just came. Like, it just right. happened. It just happened. So when it, ha- when, it, when it got released, it was like, I didn't think to myself, all right, but this is a hit. This is a classic. People will love this. Mm. I just was like, all right, this is a song. This is another one. Boom. We did this. Mm. And I, 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 I didn't feel no kind of pressure from the label. I didn't feel no kind of pressure from the people because Muggle came out in July um, Bahamian story came out like a couple months after that and Gone wasn't too far away from um, Mugger like me so right. th- these was all in the sequence of let's say maybe six months these three songs right. came out so 
It wasn't even like no pressure. Like right, that. and you won't put no pressure on yourself. You just are chilling and just like, yeah, man. But I was happening. 15. Right. No. Like, <laughs> what is the worry of a 15-year-old really and truly? <laughs> Real. Like, what they stressing about? Real. Not uh, like, I, I, unless, I mean, not, not to, dis- not, to um, not empathize with those who out there that might be going through something right now right. or whatever. But usually, the average 15-year-old, the only thing they eat or worrying about is going to school or mm. if they didn't have to take on the pressure of their parents, they just they just chilling. Yeah, man. they are. I like, got you. They just chilling. Mm-hmm. So obviously, so around the time when did you when did your collaborations came with KB and the late and great legendary Ronnie Butler? Well, KB is a legend too. Yeah. But both late of those legends. Mm-hmm. The late great Ronnie Butler. And the late not late. Look at me mixing up my words. Yeah. The great KB and the late and great Ronnie Butler. That's right. it. <laughs> but when there was those collaborations coming, how did you feel? Like, was these like, these came out like two years after this whole buzz or, you know? Yes, two years because Teef was in 2017, I believe. And if um, Day to Day wasn't before 2017, I think it was right on 2017 but but i remember because at first they didn't tell us who the feature was going to be with teeth you know they just said that we was gonna be working with a bahamian legend and i just was like so what did this was for something specifically or uh like the idea okay um charlie had this idea of a song like a bahamian song talking about a teeth and you know he he had the beat he created the beat and he told us to write the verses based on that concept and he told us that we were going to that yep. there was someone who goes, someone big, a Bahamian legend was going to be on the chorus. So, I I mean, I just was going throughout the whole thought process, like, oh, who, who this might be? Like, you know, because of course we have so many legends in the game. And when I found out that it was going to be Ronnie Butler, I remember, shout out to my boy Isaiah Pedican. I remember going to him in, at school and I was like, boy, dog. We both uh, do a song with Ronnie Butler, dog. Like that, like, mm. I, I, and guess what? At that point, I didn't know all like a big amount of his discography, but when I found out that I was going to be working with him, mm-hmm. it was like a muddo, muddo. And I started to make myself a student of the game. But like mm-hmm. after that, I said, you know what? It's my duty to know how does what's, what's, what's in this dude's entire discography because like this is the people. It's called this dude, and I, I would say that he is the godfather of Bahamian music, bro. Like, this dude, yeah. this dude did so many great things in our industry, and he's <laughs> he's carried so many things forward. So, like, I, I say to myself, like, Ronnie Butler, wow, like, that was a great experience for me. And then after the song came out, it was uh, like every every and any person that could have come to me to shake my hand or just tell me how great that it, that was. They, they they express it to me and they was like, "Hey, that's that, that was amazing." Yeah. And I owe it all to Charlie Brown and Reality for making that whole feature possible. We didn't get to work in studio together on the song, mm. but we got the opportunity to perform the song one time before he passed away. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but that 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 just was a whole like, honor and great experience. Same thing with KB. When I found out KB was gonna be on the wire, I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like, wait, like I just I just felt so blessed because. Not many people had the opportunity to work with any of them too, Fast. KB or that's, Ronnie that's Butler. So I say to myself, bro. like, wow, just off of them considering working with us because I, I'm not the only one who on Teeth and I'm the only one who on Day to Day. Just for the for them to work with us, 
as young dudes made me felt like yes but we included and it showed me that we were also respected dog mm-hmm. interesting yeah that's big so now for the drum you could turn that that speaker on right there mm. <laughs> the, yeah turn it on so we're gonna test your little theory about how well you know ronnie butler all right, no problem. Astrophy. Oh, man. Let's see. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> I had to look at right. it. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. All right, so. Uh, this, this might end up on take like my take. We will play a song, and then we want your reaction. Cool it, mm. this, so have this, you ever heard? <laughs> this might end up on take like my <laughs> Have you ever heard Ronnie Butler's song, Water the Garden? Water the Garden? Yeah. No. All right. <laughs> okay, so we about to play a record. Have heard Ah, no. All right. I think I got it. I think I got a. Maybe if I hear it. All right. But let me see. Yeah. Hold on. Are you trying to connect? Okay. Dun 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 dun. So on everything cool, we always, you know, we got a, like cool. They said we trapsy. Well, I trapsy at least. Yeah. Now you connect. You don't got to pull it that close to the thing, bro. All right. So in three, two, one. Big, big ad in the paper. Lucy wanted a gardener. Big ad in the paper. Miss Lucy wanted a gardener. So I sent her my application. You should see this lovely woman And you know she wasn't making joke Cause as I entered her yard She put me to work She said, Ronnie, water me garden She said, water me garden You should have seen how I was When I relocked me most To water she garden well, it was down in Jamaica That's where I went as a gardener Believe me, I was working so hard I wanted to come back to Nassau so bad But Miss Lucy, she turned around and told me She said, Ronnie, I like my garden well watery So I wet it good and how you don't know for in a couple of months she plants start to grow because i water she garden oh yes the i water way. she garden you should have seen how i was when i reel out me hose and i well i decided to go but Miss Lucy grabbed me and she told me no. Mm. I decided to stop when I saw her husband. He came rushing up. But the woman turned around and she told me, Say she husband ain't gonna get vexed with me for that. And you know it's like what she said was true. Because her husband wore me water his garden too. 
I was Whoa. Oh, there's a next verse. Oh, look. Is that not no, a verse? We done, we done get no, listen, to, we all didn't have a fourth verse. <laughs> now believe me, my hose is ankle long. As I walk in, it dragging upon the ground. My friends, this is no small hose. And I am known for raising a Bahamian pose. Now Miss Lucy Garden and her husband's too will prove that these words I say is true. But you could ask Brenda and a horse named Emily and if you want your garden water, call Flash and me and we will walk the Hold on, you mentioned a horse in there. <laughs> and flash somebody else? Uh, oh, man. Yeah, I think the well, terminology. We, I, don't, I, I think we don't know the terminology. It have to be, but <laughs> <laughs> I say I think we just don't know what the terminology uh, means, but that gotta be meaning. We gotta be meaning something else. I'm glad I didn't know that song though. Like, <laughs> your, your reaction, I, I am so shocked. Your reaction is gold. My wife, he was like, wait, it's the goat. Right. I mean, Ronnie still is the goat, though. No, but he still is the goat, bro. But it's as like, wait. Yeah, that one gets He was ahead of his time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, weird. 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 Yeah, that catch me up. Oh, God. man. Water the God. Water the God. So tell us about... Um, <laughs> so you eventually, after collaborating with these two legends, you mm-hmm. left uh, Exile and became an independent in 2019. So mm-hmm. because I was like... I, but by that time, I already returned home. And I mm-hmm. started seeing, you know, um, Carrington working more action month. Yeah. And... Um, Spicy those, and I was like, Okay, I see Exile in their bio, but I ain't really seeing y'all. It's like, Okay, I think he ain't my seeing with them no more. Mm-hmm. So, um, so tell us the process like, after spending like five years with um, uh, well, Exile, what can be considered indie label? Mm, no, define indie. Well, they don't have a major distributor or isn't like co owned by uh, like a major label or. Yeah, indie. Yeah. Okay. So, what was what? Um, what made you say, okay, now it's time to go spread my wings on my own and become a fully independent artist? I'll be real as possible, right? Uh, okay. This is how the whole thing happened. <laughs> it wasn't like no bad vibes or no kind of thing, you know, but. A lot of people didn't get to get this story and I don't, I I hope that 
we all, I guess, get a chance to tell our individual parts of the story because, you know, there's always different sides. Mm -hmm. But from what I know, this is how it started. A lot of people don't know, okay, Charlie Brown and Reality are are the CEO and CEO of Exile Media Group, at Mm -hmm. least were. And it was them two who started this thing. Now... Reality would is what would be considered also our road manager. Reality used to go with us to all the shows. He would make sure, like, you know, he would be going with us on the island in Nassau. He would make sure we get to the studio sessions. You know, he would be with us in these studio sessions. And Charlie doesn't live in the Bahamas. So Charlie used to yeah, be... Yeah, he lives in Texas, right? Yeah. Uh, well... I believe it's Texas. <laughs> yeah, I think okay. I think he's between Texas and Miami. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where he is right now, but Texas for mm-hmm. sure. I, yeah, Texas, and yeah. Um, I there was at a point in time in the label. I believe I'm not sure if it was 2018 or 2017, but reality left the label, right? And it was just. Charlie, Spicy, me, Maestro, and Shad Fur. Mm. A lot of people didn't know that other artists were also signed on Exile Media. But Maestro is also another artist who's signed. And I don't, I'm not sure if you heard, but Shad Fur. But Shad yeah, Fur I know is Shad amazing, Fur. amazing, yeah. amazing. Yeah, I've met him on a couple of occasions. Um, me, yes, but we even collabed on, well, not really me personally, but I worked on a documentary which he was the narrator. Oh, yeah, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I saw uh, that. Who are we? I so saw that. I yes, and yeah, I know very well. Amazing and very talented, creative. Though. I I, I gone to say artist, but there's so many things that this dude can do. Yeah, but he was also, and I believe he still works along with Charlie. Not sure exactly how that goes right now, but mm. here's how it going from then. After reality had left the label, it was me, Spicy Fred, Maestro, Shad Fur, and how it started to happen. To be honest, I guess I'll just say lightly that Fred ended up getting dropped off the label and Spicy ended up getting dropped off the label. And it was just me, I guess if you would consider the click, me, Spicy, and Fred, it was just me out of the three that was left. Mm. And out of the whole entirety of Exile Media, it was just me, Maestro, and Shad Fur that was left. But yeah, it was just me on the label. And and at the time after Spicy and Fred had, had been dropped off the label, I did Money Pull Up. I did uh, a song with Najee Dunn called Praise Him. And I also did Too Young with uh, Wendy uh-huh. and Ian Davis. And during this time, I, I was still in school. And I kind of had an expectation on where I wanted to be after I came out of school. And it's not like I was like rushing the process or anything, but there was, there was, there wasn't, I wasn't seeing, I I guess I wasn't seeing what I had envisioned, what I had envisioned Mm -hmm. for, you know, not just me, but for all of us, I noticed that things started to take a different turn and we started to kind of end up on different mindsets because Again, I'll be real. This is this is one hundred percent real, and you know, Charlie Charlie would show you that. Hey, you know, if he if he used to see this video or whatever, he'd say, "Hey, he's not lying." But mm. I had told him, "Hey, it's like I I don't mind college. 
but I don't want to go to college because I feel like we we have done so many great things in the music and I feel like we have so much potential to do greater things in the music that I want to just be focused on music after I come out of school. So you didn't think... I mean, I can let you finish and mm-hmm. get into that point because... Well, let me talk no, about you this right ahead. now. And I always say... Because I always hear a lot of Bayman artists say, oh, um, let me come out of college and focus on the music. But mm-hmm. I think... What has hampered a lot of Bahamian artists over the last decade is you only could get so high in the Bahamas. You got to take it on the road and mm-hmm. meet people and create connections overseas. So college is a great way, which is like, well, right. it's the legal great way yeah. to get your foot in the U.S. or Canada or any other place to where you can stay four to five years and work the scene to where, okay, when it's time, to either um, come mock or OPT up or you didn't get a work permit, you always could keep on going back because you already, mm-hmm. all your friends still live in the city. So it's mm-hmm. like, stay there for two months, work on music, I don't know all these producers, blah, 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 and come back, go back and forth because there ain't really nothing to sell on the jet. Mind you, that is really cool, but mm-hmm. that's not what I wanted to do, but like, yeah. I didn't want you to sleep. Like, yeah. in the end, it, like, it was like, I, I I thought to myself, okay, if I wanted to go to college, I would have studied journalism, media, and communications. And that's something that I, I'm still kind of interested in. I would I would like to study that. But um, I tell you, at this time now, be, um, keep in mind, this was when UB was not free. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. keep in mind, who was going to pay for that school fee for me to go off to the Indeed. States? Yeah. Who I was going to stay by? Where was I going to have this funding mm-hmm. coming from? Mind you, he had this idea... For he had this idea to say, you know what, you should go to college, you should go to college. But I never got any concrete like response from him to say, oh, are you going to pay for me to go to college? <laughs> Not to say like, oh, well, if you ain't paying for me to go to college, then don't send me to college. Right, right. But honestly, mm-hmm. at that point now, at 18, I was thinking about, OK, how can I not have enough? Like, because. I'm not rich yet, bro. So right. my parents at this point in time were responsible for whatever is Trey and everything having to do with me. And my I almost didn't graduate because my school fee wasn't paid, bro. So how I could have gone to college mm, thinking my parents right. was going to pay for my college tuition. Right. And I'm not saying that I'm stupid, but I wasn't the brightest tree on the apple. I mean, apple on the tree. So mm. I didn't have no, I wasn't eligible for no scholarship to just get sent off to go to college. So that was not the idea for Trey. It might have been cool for somebody else, but it was not the idea for Trey. Mm -hmm. And how I'm looking at it, yes, it would be cool to go off to college to go to, let's say, North Carolina, wherever to do schooling. But let's be real, you know, that's not the only formula of how to make it. There are people Mm -hmm. who did it different. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. for me, what my plan was, I was like, you know what? I don't have nothing against college, but I <laughs> I don't have nothing against college, but I want to work on music and see how far we could take this. Because I know that you like I, and this is the conversation I was ha- having with Charlie. Like, you know, I know that we we all are talented and I know you have so much knowledge mm-hmm. and I know that we should be able to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And this was my this was what my mindset was on what I wanted to see for when we came out of school, when I came out of school and when I came out of school, it just felt like he started to get into different ventures and this is nothing wrong, but I just was like, okay, I noticed where he started to get more into film versus going into music. Mm -hmm. So at some point I just, I just was like, 
you know, on in a, in a very respectful way, I gave him a call and I told him, you know, uh, like I, I, I was just considering wanting to do it independent, mm-hmm. you know, and honestly and truly, I have I still have so much respect for Charlie because the only reason why I felt like I could do it independent was because of the knowledge that him in reality had given us going throughout this whole artist development contract. So it just was like a thing where I I think it was it was just time for me to move on and not in like not in like a bad blood kind of way like oh it had to do something with money or it had something to do with this or it had not something to do with that it just was like okay i see that you're you're, you're going in this direction yeah. and i want to go in this direction so maybe like maybe let me go in this direction and i, I um you go in that direction mm-hmm. and i rather this is what i had i, I had come to grips with i i rather go this way and see it not work, then go this way and be like, mother sec, I, what would have happened if I had gone this way? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I didn't want to be in a feeling where I say, uh, like yeah, regretting. Like you better on yourself. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, I, I don't feel like one man is, like, I know I can't do this alone because one man in an island and I, I still, like, I had a bad taste in my mouth about working with teams or getting signed again, but I still, you know, um, want to look forward to working together with the team to make stuff happen or whatever like that. But as it related to exile, I just was like, you know, it, it it's not the same because also remember I mentioned with reality leaving the label, to be honest, it wasn't the same with reality not being there. Like I'll just be straight up. Like it just, it, the, the, the whole vibe just wasn't the same. Cause like I said, he was our road manager. He always was on the ground with us. he, Used to make sure we were straight, like you know, it, it, it that all kind of changed. Not saying Charlie didn't ever make sure we were straight, but if Jay live in Miami and I live in Nassau, there's only so much Jay could do. Yeah, there's only yeah. so much Jay could do. Yeah, Jay can't be here all the time because you got to pay for your flights. You can't, you can't be in Nassau every week. And yeah. even when you do it so much now, you're looking at it as an expense and not as okay. Like, yeah, this is something that yeah. you, I, I can just do. That, that ain't something that you can't just do because you get taking money out of your pocket to do all these things. And when it becomes an expense and not like an investment, mm. then it's like, all right, like, you know, I don't want to put you in no more expense. And I just want us to be cordial and, you know, we could still work in the future. I still interested in working in the future, but it's like, as it related to exile, I just was like, okay. Okay. You exile yourself. You exile. <laughs> yeah, exile. <laughs> so how has it been? Because that was 2019. This is early 2019? Yeah, early 2019. So you April. at least had a year and some change before the pandemic. To yeah. Sort of feel that process out. And bro, I mean, going through, going, like being a, being an independent artist, it made me learn so much because guess what? I didn't get to connect with much artists as I would have liked to while I was under the label and mm, I, I don't want to make it seem like it was like an intentional thing to, I guess, close us off from other artists, but it wasn't in like, it just, I don't know why it wasn't ever a thing for us to connect with the other artists like that in the industry no, that much. I mean, like I said, we worked with, I worked with um, Wendy, worked with Najee Dunn, but th- those links came through Charlie. You know what I mean? I didn't I didn't go to an event and see them and then it was like, a, oh, hey, hey let's, let's work. You know what I mean? Right. It was great. It was a great feeling after I became independent and I went to this event and I saw a sketch. I was like, yo, like, 
What's going on, dog? Yeah. Like, boy, it's so nice to meet you. Like, dog, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. actually feeling like I was in the industry after that and actually getting, like, get, honestly, it was also a feeling of feeling like, okay, I could do, I could kind of do what I want now. And not saying that I wanted to just be rebellious, but I was like, okay, I have this idea. Let me try. Let me try. Let me at least try because I, there, there's one thing that I did, like, as soon as I became independent, I did dye my hair. And that was because I just was like, hmm, I won't dye my hair. I did it. Mm-hmm. Nobody could have told me I couldn't dye my hair. Right. After a while, after I grow my hair a little bit, like after it was dyed, I was like, you know what? I want to lock my hair. So after that, I just did it. Like I just, I just decided. Supposed to come in now. <laughs> after, after that, I, after I decided to lock my hair, I say, but I just did it. And yeah. you know what I mean? Nice. Nobody could have told me not to. Right. So it was just this feeling of liberation after mm-hmm. I got independent and not as if I was being caged in, but it was also just this feeling of, okay, I'm going through this learning process and whatever, whatever should be, will be. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If we were meant to be, if we were meant to come back together, then we will come back together. If we are meant to continue to go on our separate paths, we'll go on our separate paths. But I'd also say that, Hey, I don't regret making the decision because again there are so much things that I've learned so much more people that I've met during this time mm-hmm. you know and I could say the same even when I was with with Exile Media there's so many things that I've learned there's so many people that I've met there's so much fun that I had so I don't have nothing against the connection or the you know the whole journey that I went through with Exile Media it's just I like it just it just expired happened. right yeah. it just expired like it wasn't no I feel you. Bad vibe or nothing like that. It just happened. And then now you a whole radio station host and <laughs> actor. Because I seen you in Jacquees, um last uh, Dundas Theater performance. Yeah, that was um, that was Misery Loves Company. That, yeah. that, that was a solid, yeah. tr- another solid experience being able to actually say, yeah, Dread, like I, I acted in this stage play, you know, auditioned for it, got the part and went through the whole process of um, practicing and doing all of these stuff. And after, you know, the thing about that whole radio show, how that ended up happening was I went there and I and I went there for an artist interview. Right. And then I just asked, um, shouts out to Cam the Comfort. I just asked him a question. I was like, but y'all looking for any radio personalities? Because, because of reality, being around, you know, him as a radio personality, I watched him do it so much that there was times that I told myself like, yeah, but this is something that I don't mind doing. And he used to just show, show us things just off the fly. Like, Hey, this is how to do this. This is how to do that. So I just used to be like, wow, I like this vibe. I like this kind of thing. So around that time I asked him like, Hey, y'all looking for any radio personalities. And at that time they wasn't, but they, um, he told me to talk to Big L and see what's up. So Big L was like, yeah, we're not looking for any radio personalities, but if you want to, if we, you can intern here, you know, do, um, I can train you, teach you some stuff or whatever like that. And that's what, we, that's what happened in January of 2020. Yeah. That was in January, 2020. I started to train and go there every day for like a f- couple well months. And it so happened that one of the radio personalities left that radio station and they needed someone to fill the hour. So I, I was there and I filled the spot. Nice. Yeah. So what's next for uh, Bohemian Trey? What's next for Bohemian Trey yeah. is international st- um, stardom. Nice. Like, trust me, we're going to look back at this years from now or months from now and be like, yeah, but like 
watching this dude go through the process or watching mm-hmm. him go through the journey because what my whole thing is, but I want to inspire people. I want to mm-hmm. continue to grow in this music thing because I think you said something earlier where you said there's only so far that you can make it in the Bahamas when it comes to music, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't have that kind of feeling when it comes to music because big shouts out to Kool-Aid who here right now, who's not on the camera right now. Like, mm-hmm. if I was to sit here and tell you like, wait, dog, I can work this job and I can have so much celebrities coming to meet me or whatever like that. You would tell me, no, but you can't do that in the Bahamas. But, but there's someone right here right now that's doing that. what I meant you see by, what by saying? that more so. And I- listen, but guess what? Yeah. There are so many people in the industry right here in the Bahamas who have Grammy nominations, who worked with so many great artists around the world. The only problem with how we view the music industry is that we are not informed. There are so... Bro, Ronnie Butler was honored by the Queen. You see what I'm saying? Peanuts Taylor was honored by the Queen. Bob Marley's favorite song growing up was Don't Touch Me Tomato. That was a Gombe artist by the name of George Simonette in the 19... 50s dog Boom. you see what they saying mm-hmm. if we had this knowledge about our music industry how you could i mean not saying not not in no disrespectful way but how can you tell me now that because after all this i hear about my ancestors how you could tell me now that i can't be successful doing the same thing right here and guess what george Simonet at that point in time in the 1950s think about the temperature or the the environment of what the bahamas was like in the 1950s a few years right after the burma road riot black mm-hmm. people like me and you mm-hmm. barely getting education but right. these dudes was making music bro mm-hmm. you see what i saying these dudes was making a living these dudes was traveling the world mm-hmm. these dudes was making waves joseph spence is studied mm-hmm. In colleges, boy. Nice. To this ah, right. Joseph Spence, boy. Not yeah. somewhere. The, uh, no, I, you know I, what I mean? I did I a whole part on. Joseph and this dude on this yeah. dude from Andres. This dude ain't even from Nassau. So you yeah. might have say, oh, well, only because you're from Nassau. Yeah. No, bro, this yeah, dude from Andres, right? Mm-hmm. A remote. Uh, they would call Andres a remote yeah. island. You yeah. see what they saying? Yeah. So, bro. All I want to do is inspire and continue to grow and allow for other young people. Because another thing I just tweeted, I just talked on Twitter about it today, mm-hmm. where I say, you know, I, I had a conversation with some people before and they were saying how, oh, how they don't use dialect in their music because they will market themselves to America. That's and crazy. I said, and I said, bro, if a dude could go on a mic and say Opa Gangnam Style and go platinum, I could say, well, mother second, right. go platinum. Exactly. I could say everything cool and go platinum. You see what I'm saying? Because, yeah, bro, think about it. Music is a universal language, bro. What the whole... <laughs> I want to touch on that. I Sorry, I apologize. I apologize. I, I want to touch on that because I felt the same way. Yeah. I was, we was playing Hang the Man. This is a quick story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was to work. The school aid, sorry about that, guys. Uh, mm-hmm. And they told me that uh, this guy, he put a word on the board. All of us was trying our best, you know? We, we see line trainers and, you know, shout out the Adrian and, uh, and a few others. Mm-hmm. You understand? So he's playing this game called Hang the Man. Everyone played the Hang the Man before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand? I ended up killing the man because I, I, I couldn't figure out the word. So he's saying, I too much vowels. Come to find out the word was super, was super fragile, catalytic, espialidocious. Right. And I was like, bro, that ain't a word. There's like, yeah, there's like, that's a word. Mary Poppins. I was like, okay. So then I came up with a word. Just to know what the word is. Everybody know what the word is now. I came up with hashtag banana fine fantastic. They said it isn't a word. Well, today. It's well, today. <laughs> so I believe in what you say, bro. Yeah. That's fire. Yeah. yeah and then to your point, I wasn't saying um, you can't make it from the bombers, you know. 
I'm saying there's only so much you can you do. You could do, but you have to branch out. Even if you stay here, because a prime example I always bring out is what Christian Adam G did. Being Bahamian, mm-hmm. talking about Bahamianness, but it, it having an international appeal. Yeah. That's what we do here at Every and Cool. Yeah, they're saying how it's supposed to spell, but we can make <laughs> it pop regardless, but it yeah. can be something that you can relate to, grandiose, but we can still mm. make it Bahamian. And then put Trey after after that. Right. I got you. I got you. But <laughs> it's just that there's so like I, I, I'm not saying that, hey, don't ever leave the country. Don't ever. You I know, think you try need to, to just travel and come back, travel and come back. I'm saying yeah. that, but if you don't have a ticket to go in, to Atlanta right now, if you don't have a ticket to move to New York right now, nothing is stopping you from starting something here right now. Nothing mm. is stopping you from right, being right. successful here right now because... Let's look at Sabas, bro. Let's look at all the, the, like, so many great, successful Bahamian people from right here in this country. Like, a lot of them, of course, they would have maybe gone to college or gone off and do certain things. But at the end of the day, they still here. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of people that start, like, the idea or the whole concept started right here. Mm -hmm. Great example, Miles Monroe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where's churches? Right there on Kamaiku Road. Mm -hmm. But you know that dude... Travel the world. He has an office in as a motive as a motivational speaker, mm-hmm. bro. You know what I mean. And he didn't say, "All right, in order for me to be international, I gotta go. I gotta put gotta my office in South Africa first. Yeah, right. in order for me to be successful. No, mm-hmm. bro. That place started right there on Kamaika Road. I mean, I'm not sure if that's where the church first started yeah. or what right, that was right. where. But yeah, but that's uh, his still base. home. That's, 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 that's what we know as yeah. home. You see right, what they yeah. saying and. I remember watching one of his sermons the other day and this dude was talking about how he, the NFL was calling him to speak to the players, to speak to them and motivate them or whatever. And I'm like, wait, wow, bro, the president of the United States at the time told that dude to rest in peace. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. huge. A bohemian boy right. who grew up through one of these CM corners where we might be scared to walk through or whatever. I think he say, I, one ghetto, con- he grew up in the ghetto, bro. Right. You see what they saying? And it started right here. Mm-hmm. It started right here. It was cultivated right here. So all my, all I want to do to inspire others is like, do the pod and I, do the I'm a Bahamian, yeah. do these things because, mm-hmm. bro, it could happen. Mm-hmm. Especially with the fact that you have that cell phone right in your pocket, bro. Yeah. You could post a video right now, get a million views, and now use a in like I say, Kool Aid inside your right now, and this dude lives right here in the Bahamas and he has people from all around the world running to come and see him. He mm. wants people, the people people want to talk to him. Mm. This dude is a bit, but I don't think you understand like people like him is who I would brag about whenever I have conversations about what we can accomplish here in the Bahamas because mm. I feel like because we're misinformed or uninformed mm. that we kind of undermine ourselves and what we could accomplish because guess what? We try to look at America so much and forget that, hey, there's an entire Caribbean. Mm, there's right. an entire Asian continent. Right, and then right. you have Europe, dog. There's yeah. so... Bro, the world is broad. You, the Indeed. world is broad. And again, you could post a video right now from that cell phone and how thousands of people following Catch you. And, and get like... Bro, do you, reala- you realize how many YouTubers are now in the Bahamas that are, have plaques? Like that have we gonna have one on soon that, that I'm talking about have f- over four hundred thousand subscribers. I know there's this dude right now, bro, named Smooth AJ. This dude is pour water in a bowl, boy, and has millions of views. <laughs> wow, this boy from 
Abaco. Oh, nice. Not Nassau. Not Freeport. This dude from Abaco, boy. Mm. You see what they saying? Nah. Someone in Abaco feel like right now they can't be successful because they don't live in town. Or maybe feel like they can't oh, be God. successful because they don't live in the States. It's you don't it ain't about, it, right. it ain't about it ain't where about you that. is, bro. Right. Because guess what? There's someone in Miami right now who's struggling, who who have to of go through all course. type of different adversities because that's what it, the journey itself is all about, bro. If you here in the Bahamas right now and you lack a daisical, you're gonna be lack a daisical in France, bro. You in your attitude won't you necessarily preach, change. <laughs> you better preach. This man come with yeah. the Gandalf wisdom. Yeah, I mean, you're right though. He is very right. Because the same word that you right. have here. If you can't make it out. I hope y'all listening. Listen if you going over there thinking, all right, let me befriend somebody so they could give me one little job in in Cali or whatever, like, bro, it don't work like that. You have to nope. work. You have to put in the time. Still, you have to put right. in the effort. And I feel like once you follow that formula, no matter where you from, you will be successful. Yeah, you can. Right and we that. can't keep blaming the population, like saying, nah. oh, well, we only got 400,000 people, so nah. we can't do that. Bro, St. Lucia only have like 200,000 people. And don't forget now, we are an archipelago. St. Mm-hmm. Lucia now only it's has like 200,000 people. And don't you know music from artists in St. Lucia? Don't yeah. you know Split Any? Yes, Split Any. Make me You know that song, yeah. right? Yeah. And I know it from St. Lucia too. Right. Yeah, so I know, but I know everything you're saying, but I know that. So it's yeah, like, you know. What is our excuse? We can't keep on making excuses. Hey. All we need to do is put in the work. And here's what I sit down and realize, right? You see, you just play a Ronnie Butler song. And mind you, even though I said, like, I gone into his discography, you played a song that I didn't know. That's because that dude has so much songs. Yeah. Every artist that I noticed from here in the country who has a, a huge discography, they're su- I, to me, they are successful. KB, he has a huge discography that dude has traveled the world. Yeah. Ronnie Butler, Phil Stubbs, Gino D, KB, all these dudes put in time, work, and effort, and boy, they are—they have been—they have countless of awards, bro. They yeah. have count—they have accomplished so many different things. So, bro, it's a formula, and all you have to do is form- follow that formula. I started to dig deep and try to figure out how to be successful. I've been listening to like different motivational speakers trying to understand this thing, and I realized that, bro, it's a formula. And once any of us follow that formula, you can be successful, bro. No matter where you're from. So Indeed. no matter you like it in it in boat or you live in the Bahamas, politicians corrupt all of this. Stuff, don't as it as you think in your heart, bro. That's how you is. If you feel like you oppress, you can always be oppressed. Mm. If you feel like you can't make it, you can never make it, bro. Mm. If that's how you feel, right? Or if that's what you think, if that's what you believe, then that's all you can get. But you have to think that, bro. There's more to it than 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 what you could ever imagine, mate. Hand out viewers, right. it's the mindset. It's the mindset. Hey. It's your mind, dog. Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you are, no, but it's your mind, bro. It's your mind. It's your mind. And I think we're going to end right there. Thank you so much for coming through. Thank you so much. I Thanks think this is going to go viral. Bro. We need mama's cooking. Viral, so we man. need mama's cooking on this. Yes, we most <laughs> definitely can't wait. Thanks again for being Trey for coming through. <laughs> and there's another episode of Everything Cool. Peace and love. All this links in the bio below. Thank you all for inviting me, but like I, I like I said, I'm a fan of the show, so I've been watching oh, it on but we Instagram. Got a, we got a legend who's a fan, bro. Yeah, bro. We doing like, something. I mean, like, from, <laughs> like from y'all had like a couple wealth, like when y'all first started, I was one of the first set who followed y'all and I watch as y'all was growing. I watched from when y'all was just in here and then right. I saw when y'all did one when y'all was at another spot and I saw y'all did an interview with Tra- uh, Travolta Cooper. Yeah, that's my yeah. boy. 
Yeah, yeah, but and I was like, oh, like, you know what I mean? I saw y'all doing all type of different things. And then I see y'all did curbside rockers. I was like, yeah, yeah but these yeah, dudes yeah. like really getting yeah, consistent yeah. with it and they keep yeah. going. So, bro, y'all keep on doing what y'all doing too, bro. Like, thanks, bro. This is nice. this, the deep, mutual respect forms, and mutual like, respect. This is what we need because we need to have these conversations so that not only the younger generation, but the generation who now just learning how to use WhatsApp and Facebook so that they could be informed that me, people like me and you ain't lost because they do really feel like our generation is lost but mm -hmm. so that they can have these kind of wives to just look and see like oh okay this is what's going on right. at least like yeah but this is this is what's needed for the culture great amen amen yeah we ain't got nothing more to say you didn't say everything <laughs> we can see y'all later yeah you see